0: On everybody. Welcome to episode thirty-five of the Deep Ball Gridiron Edition. I'm your host, Anthony Palo. Joined of course by my co-host Corey Lickman. and Core. A couple weeks gone gone by since our last episode, but you know what that means? Just two more weeks now till opening night in the NFL, and I'm pumped.
1: Yeah, definitely pumped to uh for for week one, Cowboys versus the the Bucks. Yeah, can't wait for that. And yeah, it's been it's been a minute on uh on the deep ball, but yeah. Looking forward to uh, getting another episode in.
0: Yeah, in our last episode, we re- wrapped up, excuse me, our p- position drafts with the uh, defensive player drafts. You know what I mean? I feel like that one went up, went over pretty well. Now we kind of just had preseason football going on. A couple of trades went down. A couple um, QB competitions that we'll discuss. And listen, to get us over. In the next couple weeks too, college football starting. It technically starts this weekend, but I mean none of the big fish are playing. That's more um reserved for next weekend. But you know what? Let's stay in the NFL right now. Let's get right to it. Core two weeks, two weeks of preseason down. Um any any large takeaways right now that you see for the preseason? Anybody really standing out to you that you kind of want to give a quick shout to?
1: I mean, I'm a Jets fan, so I'm also gonna give a quick shout out to Zach Wilson. Had a solid debut against the Giants last game against uh I know this is preseason but last game against against the Green Bay Packers played one half it was nine for 11 128 yards and two touchdowns had some really nice throws as a jets fan uh yeah that definitely stuck out uh, stuck out to me the most I thought he looked um he looked really good in the pocket looked pretty poised and composed so yeah if something stood out, it's my boy. Honestly, I can't even call my boy because I kind of wanted them to take Justin Fields. But, you know, I'm a Jets fan, so I'm going to call my boy. Zach Wilson definitely stood out, I think.
0: Yeah, no, he looked real good against the Packers. I know he made a couple of nice throws. Uh, Unfortunately for your Jets, some guy I was going to shed some light on. They've had a little bit of a tough luck with the injury bug. Uh, Jared Davis. Went down. I'm not sure exactly how long he's out for off the top of my head. But I know Carl Lawson's out with a 20 killies. Vinnie I mean, year two. Yep, Vinny Curry to another end. He was just placed, uh, like just announced that he'd be out for the whole year. Uh, but I guess Lawson's probably the biggest loss, you know what I mean? They signed him for three years, $45 million, so kind of off to a tough start. And it kind of just hurts what Salah's defense, kind of what he was building, you know what I mean? Because you'd love to see the strength, like the strength of all those 49ers defenses was like the depth really that they had on their defensive line and stuff like that. You lose Lawson, who's probably your premier edge rusher. Curry, another rotational piece, uh, going to be tough. But I'm sure Robert Salah will be able to figure things out and hopefully other guys on the Jets can step up.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, I have confidence in Robert Salah, a defensive-minded head coach, too, uh to figure things out. Good guys to step up. So expecting some uh, solid things this year.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm another guy who I'm expecting some solid things out of, actually. Corey, you make me look like a genius with your segues. Um, Marquez Callaway, guy in the Saints, stepping into kind of like a – starting role now with michael thomas being out maybe for the first half of the season but let me tell you something that game on monday night it was against the jaguars this guy made two crazy touchdown catches he had the one it's like a 54 yarder kind of reels in with one hand then the over the shoulder one for about 29 yards and that 29 yard touchdown catch too he beats um uh, shaquille shaquille griffin former corner on the seattle seahawks so i mean there's no scrub you know what i mean callaway definitely proved his worth i know they have traquan smith there as well but with um, Emmanuel Sanders leaving from last year with Jared Cook leaving from last year. Obviously, I mentioned Michael Thomas out. A lot of targets are opening up there. And I think Callaway, a guy who got a little bit of action last year, uh, taking advantage of his role. Yeah, Callaway last year got a little bit of action with injuries
1: occurring. And yeah, this year in um in that preseason game on Monday night, I did see those two touchdowns from there. I know one of them definitely was a bomb from James Swenson. I think they were both. They were both from.
0: Both from Jameis, yep, both from Jameis. Jameis look real
1: good. Yeah, they both look really good. That could be – I mean, that could be a connection with Michael Thomas out, obviously, and Emmanuel Sanders no longer there. Uh, Saints – that Saints offense really doesn't have a true – I mean, they they, they have a lot of, like, not big names. They probably don't even have a true number two wide receiver at this point. But, I mean, yeah, that's an opportunity for Callaway to uh to step up and make plays and that's what he did a preseason game on Monday so yeah that's definitely a guy who who also stood out in the uh, yeah. preseason so far
0: yeah outside of Alvin Kamara I mean even uh, I was mentioning Jared Cook left because Adam Troutman I believe is his name a tight end from Dayton yeah, Troutman. second year 38 he left the preseason game as well with Um, he got like an X-ray on something. I forgot exactly what it was on though, but yeah, you know what I mean? There's another guy who goes down potentially. So Callaway, he's got a golden opportunity right now to step in for targets and really make the most of his opportunity. Uh, a couple other guys, I guess I'll give a shout to maybe another guy who's not really going to step on the field this year. I mean, hopefully the Buffalo bills hope that he doesn't have to step on the field because that would mean something went wrong with Josh Allen, but Mitch Trubisky, he visited Chicago. This, uh, it was actually this past weekend, against the Chicago Bears, his former team that drafted him second overall. And you talk about the Mitch Trubisky revenge game. I mean, I know the preseason scores don't matter. I really don't care. They dropped 41 points on them. But Trubisky, I believe he played the whole first half off uh, 20 for 28, 221 yards and a touchdown, kind of to rub it in Bears fans a little bit. I always thought Mitch Trubisky got a little bit of, like, the short end of the stick. And then to go and get Andy Dalton to replace him, I don't know. I feel like that's just so, like, worthless. You know, I honestly think I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky as my starting quarterback than Andy Dalton, at least Trubisky, like – can like improvise in a sense. I'm not going to say that the bears like, Weren't good. Like the Bears, obviously, were a good team or whatever, but it's not like their offense was perfect. You know what I mean? Yes, they have Allen Robinson, David Montgomery's all right, but really, Trubisky, 2018, he had a good year. 2000, yeah. 2018, his second year, had a good year, and then 2019 fell off a little bit. 2020, I'm not going to say he, like I said, he had no help, but it, it wasn't like he was in a perfect scenario. I hope Trubisky kind of used this year to develop, even because I mean, the guy again, the guy's still coming out of college, he's still a raw prospect. You know what I mean? Maybe you still need some more fine tuning. Buffalo is a great place to go do that, and hopefully, um. We see this maybe next year, Trubisky in the preseason, but instead of him uh, as a number two quarterback, he's fighting for a job somewhere.
1: Yeah, Mitch Trubisky definitely looked good in uh, in a revenge game, even though preseason, like you said, against the Bears. And yeah, I think Trubisky's still pretty young. What's, he's only tw- 26. Uh, I, I don't think this is a long – I don't think his, his plan, obviously, like he doesn't want to be – like nah, he's not going to play over Josh Allen anytime soon. Obviously, Josh Allen, obviously the top young quarterback in the league. But yeah, I think Mitchell, Mitch Trubisky right now all, all he can do just show out any opportunity he's given in the preseason. If Josh Allen happens to get hurt, hopefully he doesn't. He 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 comes in and weathers the storm. So hopefully next year, obviously at the end of the, at the end of every season, there are teams with a uh, QB. QB need so maybe hopefully mix Trubisky the uh, second um let's second second overall pick at, at UNC can uh get a job somewhere where uh, QB is needed because I definitely think he's still got talent obviously and yeah I think he can definitely je- um thrive in, in the right
0: system. Yeah, me too. I think the town is there. Like I said, I think it just maybe took a little longer for him to develop. And you couldn't be in a better place than Buffalo. Buffalo has proven what they've done with Josh Allen too. Their player development system is just A one. So good for him. Let's talk more a little more pivot to a quarterback who will be starting this year, his last season actually, Ben Roethlisberger. He's are kind of surprised, I guess, to see some of these veterans play. I know Mahomes played a little bit in the preseason. Brady has. I'll we'll touch on a couple guys who haven't, that I was a little upset that they haven't. But Big Ben looked great. I believe they played the Lions the other day. I know. Um, the Steelers, honestly, first team looked pretty good. Big Ben was like eight for 10, I want to say, or something. threw for like over a hundred yards. Had two touchdowns to, um, their rookie tight end, Pat Freemouth, or Freemouth, however you pronounce his name for Penn State. But, um, yeah, listen, Big Ben, uh, he was, he was mobile a little bit too. I saw him, I saw him get on the move or something like that. Definitely surprising me a little bit. I don't know where, um, I definitely thought he'd take a step back this year, but, uh maybe, um, he's rebounding a little bit. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I I did not see the game.
1: But I mean, big um, Ben Roethlisberger, obviously, 39. I thought last year at the end of the season, he he looked pretty bad. He just I thought like he was past his time. But yeah, eight for ten, 137 yards, two touchdowns in that game against Detroit, only preseason. But I think for a guy like that, just to see him perform, regarding I mean, um, regardless of the of the competition. I think that's just something that Steelers fans, obviously the coaches, everyone wants to see. Personally, I'm I, I'm not high on Big Ben these days anymore, but I mean, obviously he's a probably a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, well, I think with this year, having like a if Najee Harris could uh, be like a, a reliable, good running back to take a little less pressure off of uh, Big Ben, I think Big Ben take another step even though he's, only, he's already 39 i mean he's past his prime and in, in a tough afc north i think uh if Najee harris is good big ben improves off last season a little bit i think they could be competitive in afc north maybe get a wild card spot because i don't think they're they're beating out the browns or the ravens yet.
0: yeah i think definitely this year they're gonna need him to like not like take a huge step forward, but definitely improve on from what he did last year. He was good last year, but if you ask me, I don't know, towards the end of the year kind of tailed off a little bit, but I kind of was mentioning some of the quarterbacks who haven't really been playing in the preseason. You know what I mean? You take preseason with a grain of salt in the sense that you, I like throw out the, the scores, you know what I mean? You just want these guys to look comfortable, get their confidence up, make a couple good throws, look on time. My guy, Daniel Jones, you know what I mean? It's his third year, kind of a make or break year in with the Giants and stuff, has not played yet in the first two games. Joe Judge said, that he's gonna probably play maybe a quarter, maybe even the whole first half against the Patriots this coming week. Uh yeah, something that like, especially because he's a younger guy, you know what I mean. I think it would have been good to get him out there and get his confidence up. But who knows? Maybe with like backup offensive lines and backup skill groups, you don't want like Daniel Jones. Like your quarterbacks kind of susceptible to a couple big hits, maybe even a couple drops from your receivers. So kind of t- would take him out of the rhythm. But so I don't think it's too big a worry. But I'm curious, like, do you think that like probably Jones should have been on the field or whatever and getting those reps? Because at the same time, like yeah, your back of line might be in, but, like, you know what, he's got to get out there and he's kind of got to get these reps because the season's coming, you know what, You can't just walk into the field week one and, like, only really have had practice, joint practices against other teams as your only, like, real form of competition, I guess.
1: Oh, no, 100%. I think Daniel Jones, um, third season, entering his third season with the Giants, I think definitely be out there for at least a quarter, a half, I mean, he obviously didn't play the first two games. So the third game, I definitely would put him out there for at least a quarter or half, especially Daniel Jones has obviously could get there. But through his first two seasons, he hasn't been like good enough, in my opinion, for him to just not play at all in the preseason. If a guy like Patrick Mahomes, like he did play, but if he's not going to play in any of the preseason games, I don't really have a problem with that because this guy's proven he's an MVP. But I think Daniel Jones at this stage in his career, a guy trying to to get over the hump. I think he's gotta be out there for at least a quarter in these uh in these preseason. Not all of them, but at least getting some type of action and working on his craft, getting a little comfortable regardless of the offensive line or the weapons that are out there. I think he should be out there for a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, a lot of the younger quarterbacks have been out there. Like I know Trevor Lawrence played like the whole first half. In that game against the Saints trying to get him more exposure in the NFL I know it's a little bit of a different case because he hasn't played in the NFL yet but yeah Wilson's played more Trey Lance Fields obviously Mac Jones too so yeah I would I would hope Jones I, I hope he gets some extended action maybe I guess you can look at it in hindsight after the year if Jones flops you could be like well or even early in the year if Jones struggles and you could be like well you should have had him out there for more preseason reps. So, I don't think it's too too big of a deal like but you mentioned the thing about like Kyler, like even um, Patrick Mahomes out, even to like a less extent, like Kyler Murray, it's only his third year or whatever, but like I think he's proven enough to an extent that you know what I mean, he doesn't have to play preseason. Where Daniel Jones, on the other hand, probably should be probably should be out there. That's just my opinion. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if Daniel Jones gets comfortable this third preseason game, takes that into his week one game against the Denver Broncos, everything's okay. So Joe Judge, I trust you, keep making good those decisions. But we've kind of been alluding to a bunch of these quarterbacks. So we'll kind of bring it in to these quarterback competitions that we've been witnessing in the preseason games in training camps. And some of them have already been decided. Some of them haven't. I kind of mentioned this guy's name a little earlier. He got extended work the other day because Trevor Lawrence was officially announced the Jaguars quarterback. I start with this one first because it was the most dull moment when people were like, Oh, Lawrence is starting. Like, come on. That, That was such BS by Urban Meyer to say it was an open competition. He just had to do it because Minshew's a pro he's, done like pretty decently well in Jacksonville for what he was expecting. I mean, the guy comes in as like a six round pick, so he's done a serviceable job. Um, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence, good for him. We'll be starting week one against the Texans. Hopefully he lights it up and I think he's in line for a huge rookie season, especially seeing how well Justin Herbert was able to translate from the NFL, from college to the NFL. The one thing that scares me a little bit is the Jacksonville offense did not look in rhythm at all. Um, against the Saints' first-team defense, so hopefully they can get something together. Hopefully Urban Meyer can dial some things up and fix some things and uh, get Trevor Lawrence stepping on the right path in his NFL career.
1: Yeah, I think this was a no-brainer. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, one of the most hyped-up prospects in a long time, and yeah, I, I think the like Week 1 is uh, probably going to be a matchup of two of the worst teams in the NFL, the Jaguars versus the Texans but yeah I expect Trevor Lawrence to to grow as the season goes on and I I think week 1 definitely a chance against a team like the Texans to to ball out and yeah I I I agree I saw some of that game yesterday against the Saints and that offense did not really look strong at all but I think Trevor Lawrence is too talented of a of a quarterback and I think in today's NFL I think he'll I just can't see him being like not a franchise quarterback. So I have all confidence in him.
0: Yeah. Listen, urban Meyer would lose a lot of credibility. Not only if he kind of flops in the NFL from the standpoint of like, you know what I mean? It would always just be like, Oh, well he's a good college coach, but in the NFL he couldn't do anything. But if he kind of messes up like Trevor Lawrence's trajectory a little bit, I don't I don't think like some football fans will really not be able to forgive him, which I mean, you can't, you know what I mean? Urban Meyer is given the golden ticket. If you're a head coach of an organization walking into your first year, like who better to have than literally the number one overall pick, a generational talent in Lawrence. So a lot of pressure on Urban Meyer, not only to kind of prove that, I mean, you could argue that he doesn't really have to prove anything. You know what I mean? He's great. He was great in college, but I mean, he took the NFL jobs to kind of show people that you can still coach in the NFL, but um Don't ruin this with Trevor Lawrence. Please, please don't. I don't think he will, so hopefully not. Uh, We'll move on to the other job that was decided today. Teddy Bridgewater was named the starter over Drew Locke. I think when the Broncos acquired him, I feel like this was something that we saw happening. Teddy Bridgewater is kind of the type of guy that you would bring into a team like the Broncos who are built on their defense. They have a good core of skill groups and they uh, of skill position players, excuse me, and they just need their quarterback to deliver the football and play conservative. And that's what he's going to do. I think it makes them more likely to i don't think the broncos are winning a super bowl with um drew lock or teddy bridgewater quarterback do i think this makes them more of a playoff team for sure with teddy bridgewater back there i don't know like i said long term wise i don't know where teddy fits into the picture and i think by going with teddy now you kind of like signal the end of drew lock as your franchise quarterback you know what i mean it's kind of like a low blow right now like it'd be it'd be an awkward like situation then to be like, oh, yeah, we have faith in Drew Locke. Well, no, you didn't six months ago because Teddy Bridgewater was their starter. So who knows with that? I think good for the Broncos, though, for 2021. I guess I'll see them uh, up close week one um, against the Giants. So I'm looking forward to that. And good for Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, he leaves Carolina after a decent season. So uh, looking forward to seeing Teddy rebound after a, a horrific injury a couple years ago. A couple uh, He spent a year backing up in Minnesota, a year backing up then in um, – New Orleans, so good for Teddy. Yeah, I
1: mean, if there's a loser of the day, it's got to be Drew Lock. Uh, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but when I think I, I think of Teddy Bridgewater, like I just think of mediocrity as as an NFL mm-hmm. quarterback, and the fact that Drew Locke is, is is the QB two now behind Teddy Bridgewater, that, that the Broncos are, are basically saying like, we they're just like. Like Teddy Bridgewater, he's just gonna get the job done. Like they just don't have confidence in Drew Locke. Drew Locke only twenty four. I think in the same class as uh Daniel Jones, if I'm not yep. wrong. Same class as Daniel Jones. If if you're choosing like a twenty eight year old journeyman in Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke, like I, I think the relationship I don't know how it is, but I just think that's obviously like a real slap in the face to Drew Locke. I, I, I have not in at any type of Denver Broncos training camp, but like for him to get beat out by, by a journeyman like Teddy Bridgewater, there's nothing wrong with that. They're, I just think like they're losing all confidence in Drew Locke, which is which is kind of tough. I think second round pick out of Missouri. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what type of teammate it is, but if I'm Drew Locke right now I might be requesting a trade, but I'm not sure the Broncos are... I don't even know. I, I, if I'm Drew Locke I might be requesting a trade, that's all. I, I just think for him to get
0: beat up by Teddy Bridgewater is kinda kinda tough right now. Yeah, listen, I think maybe maybe you make it a little worse because Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, yeah, he's a journeyman, but like you know what I mean? He's like a younger like on the younger side, so he's still a what's call it, a good quarterback. But I know what you mean, like he's still like a conservative and by going with Teddy Bridgewater again, you're just like we just need a conservative yeah. quarterback and like you couldn't get the job that we just literally need somebody to do the bare minimum, which is Teddy Bridgewater will probably do maybe a little more than the bare minimum if you want to be technical, but yeah, okay, yeah, you know, and they don't trust Duloc to do that. So yeah, Duloc, a guy who's immensely talented, like had a great arm, has a has a great arm. Uh, obviously out of Missouri, that was his big thing too, like improvising and stuff like that. But it just it hasn't clicked. He's been inaccurate a lot, turns the ball over a lot. So I don't know what his future holds. But again, you mentioned that 2019 draft class. I know Kyler Murray was taken at the top, but now you have. Daniel Jones is probably in a make-or-break year, the second quarterback off the board. Dwayne Haskins is now on his second team, been cut from the Washington football team. He was picked 15th in that draft. And now Drew Locke is your fourth quarterback in that draft who's not a starter going into year three. Um, that's You know what I mean? Fifth, out of your top four quarterbacks, 50% of them are starting and in, going into year three. I don't think that's good at all. Especially, like, hopefully that doesn't remain the case for future draft classes just like this past one that we had. Because we're thinking that's supposed to be such a great quarterback class, but The reality is, you know what I mean? Some of these guys just don't pan out at the next level. They can look so good in college, but it just never comes together. So hopefully Drew Locke can rebound from this and uh, can make something out of this. Um, Moving on to another quarterback competition that looks like it's kind of over, which is honestly gross that it is. The Chicago Bears, Andy Dalton versus Justin Fields. It looks like Dalton's going to be the week one starter. They've all but basically said it. They told uh, the media that Fields is going to start in the preseason game this week because Dalton is the starting quarterback core. I know you're a big Justin Fields guy. I mean, what do you think about this? Yeah,
1: I just I, – I don't really see the the point in this. I mean, Andy Dalton proved last year with, with the Dallas Cowboys, like, I mean, he had solid weapons around him. I know the O-line was pretty weak, but he, he just – he did not look like the same quarterback, obviously, when he was on the Bengals. And I, I think when you draft a, a quarterback in the first round, like Justin Fields, who had a good debut – didn't do as well in the second in the second game, but I mean, obviously you see the talents there. I just think when you're the when you're the Bears and a team who didn't, I mean, they squeezed into the playoffs last year? But like, it was barely didn't dinner. deserve to be there. Come on now, yeah, they did I not deserve to be there. I definitely didn't deserve. I think you go like brand new face, get a, get a young quarterback going. I think Justin Fields, if you let him start week one, that gets his confidence up. And and I think he can go, he can get going from the gates. Obviously, if if the um, the Bears start off, I don't know, 0 oh and three, one and three, just to be able to come in. But I just don't I don't see the point of having him on the bench for the first three four games if he's
0: ready. Maybe he's not ready, but if he's ready, I think he should be the starter uh, week one. Listen, I think one of the only reasons why you wouldn't start like one of your young QBs week one is if like you're. If you can't protect him, one, which the Bears don't have a great offensive line, so they could use that as a defense. Or two, if, like, you just, like, don't think he's ready yet to the point where, like, that his confidence is going to be ruined for, like, an extended period of time if he's out there. But, like, if that's the case, then why did the Bears trade up to go get Justin Fields? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Fields is definitely ready to start in the NFL. It's not, it's not like, a situation where that we'll get into in a little bit. Like, the guy played at Ohio State. He's played against top notch defenses for the last two years in his career at at college. And, I mean... You mentioned like Andy Dalton, man. It's just not there's nothing special in Andy Dalton. You know, like again, another guy who will do the bare minimum. And you could argue that like the Bears offense just doesn't get better from last year to this year and they squeezed into the playoffs. The NFC got a lot better. I know the Minnesota Vikings are gonna be on their tail in the NFC North. I definitely think they're a better team than the Bears, especially if Dalton's at the hell at quarterback for them. So I don't like it. I think Field should definitely be starting here as a Giants fan. I love the fact because we have the Bears' first-round pick this coming year. You know what I mean? Let Andy Dalton go start the first three, four games. Let him go 0-3, 0-4. Let the defense completely quit on that team. And then you can put in fields. And then fields will put up some garbage – like, not garbage-time numbers, but the defense won't want to play. You know what I mean? It happened to them a couple of years ago in Chicago where their defense, just at the tail end of the year, they were getting so sick of Trubisky that they, they like they just weren't, they weren't the same as you saw them in 2018 and the first part of 2019. So – I think it's a bad move. I think it sends a wrong message to the Bears. And hopefully, for Fields' sake, he can get on the field quick and um, prove to everybody why he was the 11th overall pick in the draft. we got a couple more quarterback battles that are still underway. I guess we'll start with the one that I was kind of alluding to earlier. The 49ers between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Now, here's a situation where Trey Lance, you know what I mean? He hasn't played football really in the past year. Only played that one game, that showcase game. That was really weird. Only played really one season then. I, at the FCS level, obviously he dominated it, but you know what I mean? Maybe he needs a little more seasoning, so he would be more likely to like be overwhelmed with it. But I don't know, man. Jimmy Garoppolo, I know he's – I'm a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. I think he's more than a game manager. The guy wins games. Just uh, like when he's on the field, he wins games for the Niners. When, he doesn't, when he's not on the field, the Niners don't win games. But I think Trey Lance has the potential to elevate this team to new levels. He's looked pretty good in the preseason. I know he's been a little inconsistent – But, I mean, I don't know. I think you let Trey Lance run a little wild with that team. I know they open with the Lions, too. So that would be a nice little, like, gap game almost to start him in, to get him going. I guess you might be a little nervous that, like, what if he gets, like, kind of shown up by the Lions? It's almost like, all right, then we got to, like, pull back almost. Maybe that hurts his confidence. And it's like, if he can't start against the Lions, who can he start again? So I understand that. Also, Jimmy G is more than serviceable. But I don't know. I think the 49ers have such a good run game. They have such a good defense that it's like Trey Lance won't have to do too much in the beginning so he can get comfortable. And then when he starts having some success, starts getting some more experience, then it's going to be like, oh, he can take off. and He can take this team higher than Jimmy Garoppolo could. And Jimmy Garoppolo, listen, could take the team to a suit. I mean, you could argue that he just rode the running game. But, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, he started in a Super Bowl for this 49ers team two seasons ago. So, I say you let Trey Lance run with it. Even in the beginning, if he's struggling in the air, Trey Lance is a good runner, too. Let him run the ball and win you games. So that's where I stand with the 49ers. I ultimately think they'll opt with Jimmy G and try to transition to Trey Lance. I think it's going to be a lot earlier than people think. But if I was the 49ers, I'd let Lance go, go wild this year.
1: Yeah, I'd also go with Trey Lance. From the start, I think you take a Guy from uh, an FCS school with number three pick, like, you're passing on some big time QBs and taking him I think he's your guy let him go but I think this is a 49ers team that has if if they have Trey Lance at uh the QB position or Jimmy Garoppolo I think this 49ers team as long as they're healthy should be a problem in the in the NFC regardless like which is a little bit different I think Justin Field definitely makes the Bears a better team compared to Andy Dalton but I think if Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance Our quarterbacks of this team, like, if healthy, this team should be a playoff team. Uh, Trey Lance could probably take them to to higher heights, just his ability to run the ball. But, yeah, I I would say Trey Lance, I think, deserves a shot out the gate. And if if he's struggling, maybe put in Jimmy G and, and see if he could, like, hold it down. But I think Trey Lance, you take a guy that early i like to see him I, – I, I just like to see the young guys go. So I think you let Trey Lance uh, take QB position week one, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I just want to see these rookies out here. You know what I mean? We kind of watch them. I and mean, Maybe Trey Lance not as much, but you watch – we watch Fields like the past couple of years. It's like, all right, now we want to finally see him on the big stage and stuff like that. The one thing I I'll kind of will disagree on you with, like – I don't think it's a great idea though, putting Lance in and then kind of pulling back with Garoppolo. I just think that could like hurt Lance's confidence, like maybe like for the future. So, uh, yeah, uh, maybe I would hold off a little bit, play Jimmy G a couple games. But if Trey, if you think Trey Lance is ready, please go for it. And again, you drafted, you moved up, you sent two future first rounders. You cannot sit Trey Lance for the whole year. Trey Lance, if it's not like week eight and Trey Lance is not still, on, if it's week eight and Trey Lance is still on the bench, I mean, I, if you ask me, that's not a good sign. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is tearing it up. You know what I mean? So. I wish Lance was out there. I think it's still an open competition. I think it's a lot closer than people think. I think people were kind of writing it off and being like, oh, obviously Jimmy G will just play this year. Trey Lance will be out. But Kyle Shanahan has been very vague in his press conferences. I think there's a real shot that he, again, it was a risky move to move up from 12 to 3 and take Trey Lance. So, you know what I mean? Why not double down on them and then be like, all right, Trey, go take us to the Super Bowl and that tough NFC West. Um, Two more QB competitions. I guess we'll start with the one that I think is probably a little more over Uh, We'll go with the New Orleans Saints, especially watching that second preseason game. It's just so obvious that Jameis Winston I think would be a better fit, and Taysom Hill like assume his Taysom Hill type role in that offense. One because the Saints don't have a ton of like weapons in a sense that Taysom Hill would probably be behind Kamara, and now I guess Marquez Calloway, It's like Taysom Hill, you know what I mean? He's gonna get should get ten touches a game. Not maybe not ten. That's a little absurd. But you know what I mean? Like he should get like some targets at line. Line him up at tight end, H back put him in the backfield for design QB runs. But I don't know, Jameis is a former first overall pick here, and he's looking like he's very comfortable in year two of that offense. Obviously, through those two touchdowns, he's succeeded in the NFL before two years ago. Obviously, he had that 30-30 season. Um, he's got to lay off on the turnovers. But, yeah, I'm ready. I'm all aboard the Jameis Winston hype train, and I'm 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 happy. I hope he gets a chance to start out of the gate week one.
1: Yeah, last year when uh, the Saints named Taysom Hill, their starting quarterback, it kind of surprised me. If Drew Brees got hurt, because I mean, I think if you ask like many people, obviously they're they're gonna say Jameis Winston should be the starting quarterback because I think Taysom Hill. No one really thinks Taysom Hill is a true quarterback. They just think of him as as more of a a gadget play. A gadget. I mean, a gadget player. Um, put him in, run the ball, do stuff like that. But yeah, I think. Like you said, I think Jameis Winston, I think, should be the clear-cut QB one. And Jameis – no, and Taysom Hill to go back to a role that he did similarly with, uh, with Drew Brees in the past where he comes in once every few plays, maybe um, takes snaps at QB, takes um, at running back, tight end, stuff like that. But I think as the, the guy throwing the ball 25, 30 times, I think it's got to be
0: Jameis Winston. I agree with that. Listen, that's not a knock on Taysom Hill, too, because honestly, for a guy, I what, he made like his first couple starts at quarterback last year in his career, and I mean, he didn't play bad at all. I mean, he went, what I think he went like three and one, I want to say, in those games. I know he beat, yeah, he beat the Falcons twice. He beat like the Broncos when they didn't have a quarterback, and then he lost that game to um Philadelphia, and then they kind of, Drew Brees came back for that next week. So, yeah, so in that sense, I guess you could say Taysom Hill is serviceable, but I don't know. I think the Saints just as a team are better. I think Wentz is a better quarterback, and I think honestly the Saints are a better team, by playing Jameis and Taysom at the same time because you can't play Taysom in different roles. Leaves us to our last quarterback competition, one that might be, honestly, core, it, this one today, too. It looks like it's trending right in the direction of the rookie. Mac Jones versus Cam Newton. I know Cam Newton has been out of practice this week due to COVID protocols, but I don't know. Mac Jones was feasting on the Giants' defense today. I kept seeing that from all the beat reporters as well. Again, another situation where you saw last year what Cam Newton did with the Patriots' offense. It was stagnant. It was boring, and they didn't win a lot of games. His arm, he can't throw the ball. Bring in Mac Jones again. There's another team that can rely on their defense. They can rely on their run game. I know they just traded Sony Michelle, but they still have a plethora of backs. They have two tight ends now. They got a lot of better receivers. Let Mac Jones step in day one and let him try to bring the Patriots back to the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, this one I kind of feel a little bit different. I think this could easily go both ways i'd be all right with mac jones starting or cam newton starting i think mac jones uh, he might not be obviously he he put up monster numbers at alabama but i don't know i just think cam newton like he's he's worked hard really hard with the patriots i know last year wasn't that good but they brought in a lot of new acquisitions and I think they still went what seven and nine last year. Was it like I, I might have not been good, but I just think you bring in guys like Hunter Henry, Janu Smith, obviously Nelson Aguilar. You upgrade that defense. I'm a guy in this situation. I know they're frustrated with Cam Newton. I'm not saying he's gonna start, but I would go Cam day one. It honestly doesn't make sense because what I was saying with uh, Trey Lance and Justin Fields. But I don't know. I just feel Cam Newton, obviously a former MVP, obviously. Probably a little bit past his prime, but I just think Cam Newton's situation. I think you give him a go here in year two. He's done, Um, he's been pretty good to the Patriots. They've been good to him. I just think you give him a go here in year two. And Matt Jones, I think, is a guy who who could wait his turn a little bit. But I think, I think, Matt Jones, whenever he gets his chance, I think he'll definitely thrive. But I don't know. I think right now, for reason, I'm I'm kind of feeling Cam Newton as uh as the week one starter.
0: That's fair, you know what I mean. And they bring in Aguilar, they bring in Kendrick Bourne, the two tight ends, and Hunter Henry and Johnius Smith. They get a lot of guys back in their defense. Their offensive line is still very good. So yeah, kind of give Cam Newton almost like a, ch- a fair chance to succeed. Because last year, I mean, you know, he had nobody like Jacoby Myers, like his only receiver, Nikhil Harry, who struggled again. I think he's honestly still there. I know he requested a trade, so he'll probably be out um, whether it's caught to a late trade for like a trade for a late pick or something. So yeah, I I get your argument. They obviously can, former MVP winner you mentioned. And I mean, if he, I I just think if he's behind center, they're way too one dimensional. I think they can do a lot of creative things with him in the run game and stuff like that with quarterback runs and stuff. But I don't know. I I, I don't really love it. I think Mac could take, it just will make their offense better overall. But, we kind of talk a lot about these rookie quarterbacks. I guess we'll see in the next week or so. Teams are going to keep naming their starters. Let's talk about another rookie corner. Unfortunately, he won't be taking the field this year. We mentioned Trevor Lawrence will be starting at quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. His running mate, though, from Clemson and now in the NFL, Travis Etienne, the 25th overall pick in the draft this past April, out for the year, a brutal blow. This is why, you know what I mean, you hate preseason. You, you want to see the guys get out there in reps. And I mentioned earlier about Daniel Jones not being out there. But again, he, you avoid getting hurt if you're not out there. And, ETN, he just take, he takes a bad break. You know what I mean? He uh, injures his foot and stuff like that. Let's James Robinson step more into that feature role that he was accustomed to last year. Maybe a sprinkle of Carlos Hyde here and there. But yeah, just a tough blow for ETN, especially a running back who had a lot of wear and tear on him in Clemson. A running back, too, who probably stayed an extra year in college. I thought he was going to come out after the 2020 season, but he, he wanted to come back, or excuse me, after the 2019 season and go into the 2020 draft. But He wanted to stick it out one more year in Clemson for his senior year. He did. And now he's going to have to sit again in the NFL for his first year. And just just a tough injury for Urban Meyer. Yeah,
1: just an unlucky blow. I mean, Travis Etienne drafted in the first round. Pretty surprising pick. Obviously, Etienne explosive player. But it was clear he was probably taken due to the bond uh, between him and uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, yeah, I mean, Etienne definitely... Tough loss for the Jaguars and uh devastating for him. Obviously was gonna be kind of a, a unique player for the Jaguars in year one. Probably would um I mean they were saying in uh earlier taking some some reps at wide receiver obviously would have gotten some work at running back also just a versatile player. So tough break for him, but nothing you could do. I mean, you if I'm the Jaguars, I'm Jaguars fans. I want I want Trevor Lawrence getting some work in preseason. I want Travis Etienne, the other first round pick, getting some some work in in preseason. And his injuries happen, just a a tough blow. So hopefully Etienne comes back in 2022 and um, bursts onto the scene. I don't know. How, it works the same thing as the NBA, right? Like he'll still be a rookie in 2022.
0: Yeah. See that. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure about that. I honestly think it doesn't, to be completely honest. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I could I be wrong. Does, I, re- I really don't think it does. It, it's a rare case, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I don't think it does. I think think technically it does count as his first year. So, I mean, that kind of stinks for Travis Etienne, Rookie of the Year betters. That sucks. Yeah, is. <laughs> There's just nothing else to it, right? I mean, oh, <laughs> that is brutal. But, yeah, you mentioned Etienne taking some reps at wide receiver, too. He's probably going to play that h back role in that type of offense, something that Urban Myers always ran through the years. I always mention this with – Percy Harvin in Florida, and then Curtis Samuel in Ohio State. He likes to get the ball to that those type of playmakers. EtN looked like he'd be that guy. Maybe it's Lavisca Chenault now. Who knows? But yeah, tough love for the Jaguars' offense. Move on to another running back, a running back that will be on the field now even more due to his change of scenery. Sony Michelle today was traded from the New England Patriots to the Los Angeles Rams. They gave up a fifth and a sixth round pick. Michelle in his last year of his deal after he was drafted in 2018, 31st overall by the Patriots. I think Sony Michelle. Um, listen, I think he's a good back. I think I, I don't think he like listen. He wasn't good. He wasn't a good first round pick by the Patriots, but I mean the guy did play really well in the playoffs. I think that's like so. I mean, so far that definitely is his career highlight. I mean, the three playoff games in 2018, right on their playoff run, he runs for 129 yards and three touchdowns, 113 yards and two touchdowns against the Chiefs, and then 94 yards and a touchdown, the only touchdown that was scored in the Super Bowl. So you know what I mean? I mean. Yeah, you could argue that it was a bad first-round pick for the Patriots. did help them win a Super Bowl. Um, I'm excited to see him in the Rams system. Obviously, that's a great system for a running back, a zone-run scheme. I think it hurts away at Darrell Henderson. The poor guy can't get like a fair chance. First, he had, was behind Todd Gurley. Then he was behind Cam Akers last year. And now this year, they're bringing Sony Michelle. But – yeah, I'm excited. Maybe this could kind of revive Michelle's career a little bit because it's definitely been on the de- like on the decline since that playoff run in 2018 slash 2019.
1: I personally love this trade. I think it's definitely just a low risk, uh, high reward type of trade. I think Sonny Michelle was a guy who, who who was a running back with Nick Chubb at at Georgia. Nick Chubb currently talked probably about as the top five, top seven running back in the league, and this guy was picked ahead of uh, Nick Chubb, showing how, how like talented Sonny Michel is. And yeah, Sonny Michel's first year with the, with the Patriots, he showed out, especially in the playoffs. Next year, I know he had over 900 yards last year, was kind of in a crowded backfield, and I know he got hurt. I think he goes to the Rams, uh, obviously the Rams losing Cam Akers. I know we talked about on previous episodes that they should go out and get a, a veteran, maybe a guy like Todd Gurley or like Le'Veon Bell. Personally I like this. I think Sonny Michelle, I know the prime of a running back's not that long, but I just think Michelle is is a good back in this league. I think if he goes there, I think he immediately comes to RB one over Darrell Henderson. And I think he's a guy who's proven in big games. He he likes to show out. I know, obviously, in the playoffs when they won that, um, was it? You said against what was it? Was that was that was his rookie year? They did they win the Super Bowl that year? Yeah.
0: Yep. No, yep.
1: Yeah, yeah, that year. Yeah, he obviously had a big postseason. Obviously, uh, when he was on Georgia, that that crazy game against Oklahoma, Oklahoma. He, he had a really good game. He just he shows out in big games. I think for a team like the Rams with uh, expectations of going deep in the playoffs, I think Sonny Michel's a guy who's played in some big games in his career. I think. Definitely a big ad here. So I like to trade a lot from, uh,
0: from the Rams standpoint. Yeah, maybe a guy too is going to run with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder kind of to prove some people that like, yeah, I do belong in this league for sure. And being going to the Rams obviously is a perfect spot for that. Uh, like I said, I mentioned Darrell and They also had Xavier Jones there, another younger guy. But you mentioned too, just like it's kind of a lower risk, high reward trade for the Rams I think they had to do something at the running back position and I'd much rather give up uh, two late picks if you ask me for a team with Super Bowl aspirations than go kind of like make a weak move after like a Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley you know what I mean I think Sony Michelle could add a lot more to this offense than that and hopefully him and Henderson can be a nice little committee I don't think anybody really takes a feature role I honestly think Michelle probably out Henderson because I don't know for so- something just telling that they don't really love Henderson because they took acres the year after you know what I mean and Malcolm Brown was there last year, too. It kind of seemed like they only used Henderson when they have to. And now, like, but who knows? I think they still did use a third-round pick on him, so maybe they will use him. But I think Michelle will definitely, definitely be involved in this Rams offense. Um, one final thing that I kind of want to touch on, uh, I think this was a couple of days ago as well. Robbie Anderson gets extended a two-year, $30 million deal by the Carolina Panthers. He's reuniting with his old quarterback from New York in Sam Darnold uh, It helped. Going to Carolina, obviously, this past year, he's playing with Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator. Obviously, Joe Brady worked wonders in LSU with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Terrace Marshall is actually going to be out in Carolina with Robbie and DJ Moore. But, yeah, happy for Robbie Anderson. I think he signed, like, a two-year $20 million deal a couple years ago on free agency. Gets yeah, re-upped this time. And, um, yeah, good for him. It's, uh, I think he's undrafted out of Temple, actually. I remember that because, yeah, he's back with Matt Rule as well. So I think he ho- finally found a good spot, a good home in Carolina. and. uh yeah, feel good story when an undrafted free agent ends up making 15 a year. Yeah, I always like
1: Robbie Anderson. Obviously, uh, started his career in New York with the Jets, and he kind of it onto the scene in his um, in the second season. He was on pace for 1,000 yards. I think no, nah, I think he's just a deep threat, just a um, a good wide receiver. And uh, yeah, looking back, the Jets decided to let Robbie Anderson go. Inside, Rashard Perriman, which did not really <laughs> work out that great. But you know, good for Robbie Anderson. I think definitely reuniting with uh, Sam Darnold from Carolina will um, benefit him and Sam. So yeah, I think be um, a big season for Robbie after after his uh, extension.
0: Yeah. Former jet. It's got to hurt a little bit knowing that you passed up on him to extend, you let him walk out the door, but at least he found something and hopefully him and Darnold can take this Panthers team to the playoffs and something, something that they were not able to do with the jets. Um, I kind of does it for our NFL portion. Be cared, and we're, we're not going to really get into college football too much this week. Like I said, it's week zero, technically, in college football. Uh, there's a couple of decent games going on. I know you got a Big Ten battle, you got Nebraska going up against Illinois, but you know what I mean? College football fans, look, I'll watch those games. But then, who's not a lot of people tuning into that game? I know one game I will probably tune into, of course, and definitely you should too, as well. Core, uh, UCLA plays Hawaii this week. Again, you, you see a lot of offense in that game, but UCLA's cor- quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson comes back from last year. Explosive runner and Chip Kelly's scheme there in UCLA, uh, real good ball player. I know they play LSU as well in like week one next week, so I think that might be a nice little tune-up game for UCLA. Not not that Hawaii is like a complete like look over, but um, yeah, I think that's maybe maybe one guy to keep an eye on this weekend. As I think there's only five games or so, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to check us out on the Instagram at the Depot underscore. Like I said, two weeks away from the start of the NFL season. And next week we'll be coming with you with college football coverage. The first time since our national championship core, you want to leave off with anything?
1: Nah, just um, good to get back on the, on the Depot and yeah, college football season coming NFL season coming. It's just, yeah, the off season goes by pretty fast. So, Glad to see. Um both those seasons coming back should be uh obviously fun. Fun to
0: watch. And uh
1: yeah, good to see good to see that happening.
0: Yeah, no more no more weekends without football for a long, long time. You love to hear that. But like I said, take care everybody. Have a good one.